Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by the Ham Station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Ham Talk Live, episode number 23, the National Tribal Amateur Radio Association with Nathan Nixon, N7NAN, recorded live on Thursday, July 21st, 2016. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, and thanks once again to tuning in for this episode of Ham Talk Live. This evening, Nathan Nixon, N7NAN, is here to talk about promoting ham radio as an income option for the American Indian tribes throughout the country. We will take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week on the show, Glenn Johnson, W0GJ, was here to talk about going 100% software-defined radios in his shack and his de-expedition experiences. If you missed the show, you can listen at any time. All you have to do is go to hamtalklive.com and uh, click on the episode you want, or you can also check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud, iNet Radio is a new one, uh, and YouTube. So any of those will work. Give us a listen. Get all your questions ready to go for Nathan. After the interview, you can call us on Skype at the username HamTalkLive, or you can do it by telephone, of course. The number is 812-NET-HAM-1. 812-NET-HAM-1. 812-638-4261. You can also tweet your questions. Our Twitter handle is at HamTalkLive. Next, Nathan Nixon, N7NAN, right after this word uh, from the Ham Station right here on HamTalkLive. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by The Ham Station. For 35 years, The Ham Station has brought new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to the amateur radio community. Give Jeff or Dan a call at 1-800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Ham Station carries all the major brands like Icom, Yezu, and Kenwood. Shop from a wide selection of radio scanners MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, Mirage and Ameritron amplifiers, Cushcraft antennas, and more. 
Easy online shopping and fast shipping are waiting for you at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. Ham Talk Live with Neil Rap. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live. The ham station has you covered for both new and used equipment. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373. Again, 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. Be sure to listen to the show every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on hamtalklive.com. And check out our Facebook page and Twitter feed. Just search for Ham Talk Live. Nathan Nixon, N7NAN, lives in Phoenix, Arizona. He is a retired police officer of 14 years and a single father of two boys. Currently, Nathan works in the emergency management uh, for the Intertribal Council of Arizona and the Indian, Cam- Indian Country uh, Intelligence Network, where he assists the Native American tribes in Arizona with their emergency preparedness activities and public safety programs. Nathan has a bachelor's and master's in emergency management and disaster preparedness. He's uh, into emergency communications and operates several different modes from APRS to portable VHF, UHF, HF, and PSK-31. Uh, He's a member of the local Aries and Skywarn groups and enjoys working with Aries groups and often does the incident command system training. Nathan is the national president for the National Tribal Amateur Radio Association, NTARA, and please visit the NTARA Facebook page at National Tribal Amateur Radio Association. So, Nathan, welcome to Ham Talk Live. Thank you, Neil. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's great to uh, to finally uh, have you on the show here. Um, we've been uh, talking for quite a while online, and so why don't you start off a little bit first by just telling us what NTARA is and what its role is in assisting the uh, American Indian tribes. Well, as you said in your opening, um, I was a police officer here in Arizona for 14 years, and the last four of those I worked for a... uh, a Native American tribe up in the northwest part of Arizona called the the Wallapai tribe. They're the ones that own the Grand Canyon Skywalk. And uh, while I was there um, working for them, I lived in a community about 40 miles, 40 to 45 miles uh, uh, west of of the community that I patrolled in. And so while I was there, um, you know, I was heavily involved with local clubs there. Um, Always carried my HT and my mag mount with me on top of my patrol vehicle while I was at work and it was interesting because I found that working in that community my portable radio would work better than our government radios would both our portables and our our mobile radios and our vehicles Um, from 45 miles away I couldn't talk to my dispatch on my radio sitting in my driveway at my house but if I had the frequency programmed in my uh, my HT with my mag mount I could sit in my driveway and talk to him clear as day um, and same way in the community, there were parts within the community where I patrolled where our my portable radio didn't work. I would pull out my HT and it would work. So after I retired from there and went to work for the Intertribal Council of Arizona, I met the 
executive director for a group called the National Tribal Emergency Management Council. Um, they're an organization that that does um, emergency management preparedness and uh, or planning and, and uh, training for about 300 plus tribal nations across the U.S. And so I had the fortunate opportunity to meet her, uh, sat down with her, started talking, uh, found out that she was also a licensed amateur and that their organization had trained a lot of folks in CERT. And as part of their CERT training, um, they were having uh, many of those individuals obtain their ham radio licenses. And so she found out that that I was into it. Uh, we talked back and forth several times, and um, the idea was developed that, hey, amateur radio could be really useful in uh, tribal communities, not only because of the distances that are covered, but um, but also just as a secondary uh, form of communications. And so out of that came the National Tribal Amateur Radio Association. And as I've said on previous shows, um, that I've been on, one of the big things that we had to decide when we put this organization together was did we do it as a freestanding organization and then apply for 501c3 or do we uh, go under the National Tribal Emergency Management Council? And so we decided to do the latter um, and and put National Tribal Amateur Radio Association under the National Tribal Emergency Management Council. Uh, That way um, we're 501c3, um, all that sort of stuff. So after we started it, you know, we made the Facebook page, we made the Twitter feed, um, we applied for a club call sign, we got that, so we have our, our club page on QRZ, and uh, just slowly but surely, every every chance I get, I've been putting information out, and, and slowly but surely, we've been getting more members, and um, as of Tuesday, when I was on uh, another show, uh, we were up to about 330 that are on the roster right now for National Tribal Amateur Radio Association, and uh, we... Out of the 567 federally recognized tribal nations, uh, we have about 15 tribes that have become associate members, the the actual tribe, and then um, with actual membership um, and the the tribal nations that are represented through our membership, we've got about 30 different tribal nations that are represented out of those 567. Okay, so what's what's the role of uh, ham radio taking... um taking place there is it just to fill in the, the missing communications link then with um the public safety uh radios the the lack of coverage there or is that um for them to take some ownership of it what what's the role of of getting ham radio into their mcom plan well i i guess the biggest part of it is is um you know, and, and I'll use Arizona as an example. Um, you know, in, in Arizona, we have uh, about six or seven tribal nations that are co-located next to several of the big metropolitan areas, Phoenix, Tucson, and Flagstaff. But most of our other tribal nations are very, very remote. Um, any form of communications are limited. I've, I've been on some of the tribal nations here in Arizona where you can go from one village and have Wi-Fi and cell phone coverage and you can drive 50 miles in any direction to another village, and you may not have any sort of, of cell phone reception, no no Wi-Fi, um, whatever it may be. So even even within those tribal nations or individual villages or communities, it varies as to what sort of communications they have. And as you and your listeners know, you know, with with ham radio, basically as long as you have electricity um, and, and you have the space to put up an antenna and, and put a radio in, you know, you, you can have that and 
you know, in the western half of the United States, I've I've met um, you know many people from tribal nations who are licensed amateurs, and then I've met I've I, I haven't met anybody from some of the other ones, and uh, so the way we envisioned it was, and and part of our strategic goals is to assist those tribal nations or members of those tribal nations who may be licensed now who want to get more um, individuals from those tribal nations licensed is we've got, um, at least in the Pacific Northwest and here in Arizona and over in California, um, I've got groups that have uh, become associate members of uh, National Tribal Amateur Radio Association who said, hey, we'll go out and we'll provide licensing classes and testing sessions for them. Um, You know, because we're the 501c3, we you know, we're always asking for donations of equipment. Uh, when we get that equipment, if it's in, you know, if it's in good working order, we turn around and ship it right back out to one of the tribal nations. If it's not, we have people that volunteer to fix it. Once it's fixed and ready to go um, and in, in working order, again, we send it out, make sure that they have the operators in place. Um, once all that's in place, then we go back about uh, 90 to 180 days later and follow up with them, make sure that, you know, they have some sort of MCOM training, whether it's OGSCOM, MCOM, um, ICS, whatever it may be. And if not, then we try and make the arrangements to get that training for them so that they do have that as, as a, uh, you know, a secondary means of communication for public safety. But also, too, like I said, you know, at, at the beginning of this is, you know, many of the villages and communities are so far spread out that, you uh, it may be one of their only forms of communication, and and that's huge to me. Oh yeah, that's uh, going to give you some communications in those remote areas that normally uh, wouldn't be served. So, what challenges have you found then with these um, tribes um, in in setting this up and getting the training done that might be a little different from um, some other populations? You know, because the, the tribal nations are, are sovereign nations, so when, when you look at the big picture of things, you know, the United States itself is a sovereign nation, and each one of the states within the United States is a sovereign nation, and then each one of the 567 recognized tribal nations is a sovereign nation as well. So I think one of the big hurdles is, especially if it's a community where um, they've never heard it of ham radio, they don't know what it is, to go in and explain to them, here's what it is, and here's how it can be beneficial to you. Um, however, in in many native communities, at least here in Arizona, when you go in and start talking about you know emergency preparedness and and the bad things that can happen, um, you know some of the some of the elders have told me that by having that discussion, um, they feel that it can bring that um, that situation onto them or onto their their people. And so trying to, to explain it in a way where how it can be useful to them has probably been one of the biggest uh, challenges that we faced. Um, now, how can people help out with um, NTR, NTARA? How, uh, are you looking for um, radios, manpower? Uh, what, what, are you, what are you looking for on, on that? Pretty much everything you mentioned, Neil. I mean, when, when we started NTARA, we didn't limit the membership. Um, you know, you do have some clubs, groups, associations, whatever it may be, that have, you know, limited their membership. Um, we didn't do that. We opened it up to, you know, um, 
individuals who are Native American, uh, Native American tribes, individuals who work within Native American communities, and anybody who just wants to learn about history and culture and what, um, you know, what Native American communities are all about. Um, so we've opened it up to everybody. So anybody who's listening tonight, if, if they want to join, um, you know, we're always looking for membership, and that's my big push is is we're always looking for membership. You know, I'll, I'll provide my uh, my email address and some of our social media um, outlets uh, here in a little bit, and, you know, they can get a hold of us through any of those. Um, as you said, yeah, you know, we're also looking for donations of equipment. Um, you know, anybody who's willing to go out to a tribal nation that may be near them and um, provide a, a licensing class or a testing session for individuals from within the community or the surrounding community and and also, too, once we go in and, and do some sort of emergency communications training with them, whether, like I mentioned earlier, whether it's the MCOM or OGSCOM or um, um, ICS training, you know, to have those individuals on a uh, on a call list. So if something does happen and they need those operators to get there, you know, they have they have the contact information for them and they and they can get them there. So, you know, there's there's several areas where people can help out and, and get involved. But I, I think the biggest one right now is is membership. Um, we're working on on fixing some bugs. We were trying to get a an HF net going, and as well as an Echolink net going, and uh, ran into some hurdles internally. But uh, we've got those sorted out. So now we're just working on frequencies and times, and we hope to have an HF net and an Echolink net going here soon. Um, you know, and, and once that happens, we'll put them out on our on our social media outlets, let everybody know, and, and we'd love to have them check in and and become members and go from there. Very good. Well, it's time for us to uh, pay some of the bills, but we'll be back here uh, in just a little bit to take your calls with Nathan right after this message from Tower Electronics right here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978, bringing connectors, antennas, cables, and other parts to the world. Scott and Jill travel the country bringing their store to you at HamFest. But you can also order online at pl-259.com or by calling 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL-259 and end connectors, audio cables, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even in use on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics is a dealer for MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro Technologies. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. The only thing I have on is Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812 Net Ham 1. That's 812 638 4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. We'd like to thank Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight so we can bring you Ham Talk Live. They'll be at the Berryville, Virginia Ham Fest on August 7th and they're coming soon to Huntington, West Virginia and Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Call them at 920-435-2973 or visit them online at pl-259.com. And be sure to listen to us here on the show every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time 
right here on hamtalklive.com. And if you miss the show, you can download the podcast from the website and most popular podcasting sites. We're here with uh, Nathan Nixon, N7NAN, from the National Tribal Amateur Radio Association. And uh, Nathan, why don't you go ahead and give us uh, the social media outlets and the email um, that people can contact you, and then we'll start taking some calls. Uh, the phone number is 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-NET-HAM-1, or you can Skype us at Ham Talk Live. either one works. Uh, so get your questions out there, give us a call, and uh, Nathan, go ahead and uh, give us your uh, contact information for NTARA. Okay, Neil. Well, I'll start with my email address first. So anybody that would like to contact me through email, uh, the easiest way to do that is at, it's Nathan, so it's N-A-T-H-A-N dot Nixon, N-I-X-O-N, at I-T-C-A online dot com. Uh, our Facebook page is uh, N-T-A-R-A hyphen National Tribal Amateur Radio Association on Facebook on Twitter, our Twitter, our Twitter handle, excuse me, is at National NATL Ham, or I'm sorry, at National Tribal Ham. So it's NATL Tribal Ham uh, on Twitter, and then on QRZ, you can look us up at the call sign W7NTV, and QRZ gives you uh, direct email addresses for myself as well as the uh, national vice president who lives out in Virginia, uh, Eric Evans, K4NDN. So that's those are the easiest ways to get a hold of us. Um, email goes right to my phone, though, so anybody that wants to email me, that's the best way to do it. All right, very good. Hopefully you've uh, got those, and if not, uh, check that out on their uh, QRZ.com page, and uh, you can get a hold of Nathan if you have any questions. We did have a couple of questions come in uh, through the week this week we'll get to here momentarily but uh, just want to remind everybody that uh, it is now time for your call so if you have a question uh, for nathan or a comment give us a call on skype at ham talk live or you can just use your telephone 812 net ham 1 812-638-4261 is the phone number and uh, give us a call for that. So we'll go ahead and start taking calls here as soon as they come in. Um, and we'll go ahead uh, and while we're waiting and talk a little bit about uh, a couple of these questions that came in through the week. Uh, the first one is from KF7CG. Um, and KF7CG asked, uh, especially about the Navajo tribe, uh, why um, they kind of frown upon uh, operations at the Rainbow Bridge National Monument. So the Navajos, I guess, have a history of being some uh, code talkers, uh, and it's part of their heritage, but uh, they have frowned on uh, the NPOTA setups there and, and operating from the, the Rainbow Bridge. So can you fill us in a little bit about why, why that's uh, um, a, a touchy subject, I guess? Yeah, so the Rainbow Bridge is a uh, very historical site for uh, the Navajo Nation. Um, not only that, it's, it's very, very remote um, to try and get to. Uh, the last time I was there, I can remember we needed a four-wheel drive just to traverse out to get to it. Um, and very, very sacred. I know in the last few months, I think they've put in some restrictions on, on even uh, photography 
if I remember correctly, while people are up there, uh, just because that's how much of a sacred site it is. Um, you know, I think if you were to um, reach out to their tribal council or some of you know the the uh, community uh, member who's uh, part of the the tribal council there for that area where Rainbow Bridge is, um, start with them and just explain what it is you want to do. Um, even if you can get close to it, you know, I, I would include that information that, hey, we'd like to get close to it. We'd like to set up a station, um, you know, just say that we're operating near Rainbow Bridge and, and go that route. But again, they're a sovereign nation and, and that's a very, very historical and, and uh, very cultural site for them. So it's, it's kind of a sensitive area, too. And so that, that could be one of the big reasons why they don't want to participate. Okay, very good. Again, the phone number, 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-NET-HAM-1, if you have a question for Nathan Nixon. Uh, The other question that came in uh, this week uh, was from Rich, N1CW, and um, he wants to get a tribe involved in ham radio um, that isn't uh, currently active, and so he was asking for some pointers on... Um, how he might be able to initiate that uh, momentum to get a, a tribe actively involved in ham radio. Well, I guess with that question, Neil, I, I would have some follow-up questions. And the first one would be, you know, obviously, if, if is he a member of that tribal nation? Is he aware of other individuals who are um, federally recognized uh, members of that uh, tribal nation? And if so, have they talked amongst themselves about um, all together going and, and talking to that uh, tribal council about what it is they want to do, what it is they want to set up. Um, normally what I've found when we've talked to some of the tribal nations here in Arizona is when one person goes in and, and talks to the tribal council, um, they haven't had any luck. When they get you know four, five, six, seven, even ten in- individuals together who are all licensed operators and, and they go in there together and present and say, hey, you know, we want to represent such and such tribe as a as your tribal amateur radio group we're all tribal members you know here's what it involves um i've i've seen tribal councils approve it right away with no questions even being asked so you know i I would ask that individual to email me let me know um you know some of the you know if he knows if if other members of that tribe are licensed um, you know if they are then you know i would start talking amongst themselves and but you know he can email me directly and um I'll get the follow-up information I need and then uh, go from there. Okay, very good. 812-NET-HAM-1 is the phone number if you would like to join the conversation here uh, with Nathan, N7NAN, with the National Tribal Amateur Radio Association. 812-NET-HAM-1, 812-638-4261. We will take your call. Um, we do have some time here for some calls, and we've got a couple of other um, things that we could talk about here. Um, what are some of the responses that you've uh, been involved with that have needed um, ham radio to be um, the main uh, communications choice? Well, that's a really good question, Neil. When I when I was working for the Wallapai Tribe um, back in 2012, we had a major wildfire that happened uh, in between. The community of Peach Springs, which is the tribal seat, and uh, Grand Canyon West, where the Skywalk is, and it's a very desolate road. Um, there's very few houses out there, very um, mountainous terrain, um, 
and there was very limited communications. Uh, I just happened to be working that day when the fire kicked off, uh, so my chief asked me to drive up there uh, along with the fire department. Uh, we got about, it, it, and, and that road between Peach Springs and Grand Canyon West is about 52 miles, and so we got about halfway up there, um, and everybody had lost communications. Well, fortunately for me, I had my mag mount sitting in, inside my police vehicle, so I stopped, put the mag mount up on top, connected the uh, HT, and uh, had the uh, had my dispatch frequencies already programmed in there. Um, because I had the programming cables with me, I was able to um, I was able to uh, program the fire frequencies into my radio right away, and um, was able to talk to their dispatch as well, and was able to pass messages along from the from the fire chief who was the incident commander back to their dispatch when their radios didn't work. Yeah, so there's all kinds of uh, opportunities and other stories like that um, where ham radio can play a, a big role. And so uh, hopefully uh, if you're involved in a tribe or uh, you want to help out with that, you'll check out uh, the Facebook page and um, Twitter feed and, and email Nathan and, and give uh, some help there. Um, so, also, Nathan, what's your plan for the future of NTARA? Where do you see this going? What uh, do you hope to uh, accomplish with this organization in the future? Well, that's, that's another really good question, Neil. When, when we put the organization together, we, we developed three areas that we wanted to touch on, and we've already addressed two of those. That was to be able to provide equipment and, uh, to tribal nations, um, also provide licensing and testing classes to uh, members of, of tribal nations or tribal nations themselves that are interested. The third one that we wanted to do was uh, the STEM stuff, so the science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. And we really wanted to bring amateur radio into the tribal schools. Uh, one of the examples I use is John Harrington, um, who's an astronaut, is a member of a tribal nation, although he's not a licensed ham radio operator. Uh, when I go out into some of these communities and, and uh, talk to their schools, I use John Harrington as an example, and I say, look, you know what, by bringing ham radio into your schools and getting your students involved, you know, it can lead to that sort of career. It can, you know, I've given examples of Barry Goldwater. Um, I've given examples from here in Phoenix, Lou Grubb, who was a well-known, um, you know, auto dealership owner here in, in the Phoenix metropolitan area. You know, he was a licensed amateur radio operator. I've brought up a lot of those famous people and said, through the STEM program and and through amateur radio in your school that can be some of these kids and uh, so those those are our three big areas um, that we focus on moving forward what we would like to do is have at least one if not more um, licensed operators within all 567 uh, tribal nations or a member uh, you know licensed member or members from all 567 tribal nations so they're all represented within NTARA and to have the membership open up over a thousand within the next five years, um, just so that you know, as we move forward, we can say, yeah, we are, you know, this group, and and we do have membership from all 567 tribal nations here, and and uh, you know, take it from that, and and start, you know, nets for different areas, you know, like the west western half of the U.S., uh, Midwest, East Coast, that sort of stuff, and um, each different group can have their their own net, and then we'll have you know, a fourth net where everybody can come in and it's a national one. And, and that's what we'd like to do moving forward. 
Okay. Sounds great. 812-NET-HAM-1 is the phone number. 812-NET-HAM-1. You can also tweet your questions at HamTalkLive. Um, so we have a few minutes left here. We can uh, check and, and wait for your questions. So uh, send us a tweet or give us a call, 812-NET-HAM-1, uh, with your questions about the National Tribal Amateur Radio Association. Now, you mentioned um, that you do have a vice president out in um, Virginia, so you do cover the whole country. We do, yes. Um, so Eric Evans, K4NDN, um, he's in, uh, I believe, Elkton, Virginia, um, of course, I'm out here in Phoenix, and then we have uh, an individual who monitors our social media for us. Uh, she's up in New York, um, so we're we're spread out all over the place. Um, again, National Tribal Emergency Management Council, who we fall under, um, a lot of their licensed operators are up in the Pacific Northwest, so Oregon, uh, Washington, Montana, Idaho area. Um, we've you know a good a good chunk of our membership is from up in that part of the country. Uh, we've got several members from. Um, from Oklahoma, uh, some of the tribes out there, um, just all, all over the place right now. But uh, as, as far as the leadership goes, yeah, I'm, I'm here in Phoenix, and then Eric is out in Virginia. And with that, Neil, I, I know we're pressed for time. Um, I just wanted to mention to everybody that uh, September 19th through the 23rd, uh, the National Tribal Emergency Management Council is going to have their annual conference out of the Tachi Nation, which is in Lemoore, California, about 50 miles south of Fresno. And this year is going to be the first year ever that we've uh, we'll have a special event station up and running the entire week. Um, we haven't uh, worked out the frequencies yet. We're still discussing that. Uh, but again, that'll go out on our social media stuff. We do have a special one by one call sign, which is N8V. Um, also, during that week on the 21st, uh, we got contacted by our partners at DHS Office of, Communi- Office of Emergency Communications, as well as a FEMA Exercise Office, and they've partnered with. Uh, NTARA and the National Tribal Emergency Management Council to do the first ever um, uh, tribal emergency communications exercise. And so what we're going to do is we're going to pass messages from California, hopefully all the way to New York, um, over about a three or four hour period. And so we're looking for relay stations all throughout the country. Um, Anybody that wants to participate in that, again, they can email me and, and get involved that way. But during that week of the 19th through the 23rd, we definitely like to, to work as many people as we can from the special event station. We ordered uh, 500 QSL cards that look really, really good. And uh, so those are going to go out to the first 500 contacts that we make. And uh, I just I look forward to talking to as many people as we can during that week. Okay, give us those dates again. It's September 19th through the 23rd. Okay, very good. And it seems like that was on uh, Amateur Radio Newsline and I think I read that story as a matter of fact. So Yes, you did. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so so I got it twice here. So okay, very good. Well, that's a great uh, way for people to uh, join in and help uh, pass messages and and kind of show what ham radio can do. Um, so hopefully uh, our listeners out there can get involved with that. And um, let's let's go over the contact information one more time. We'll take one more standby here for any comments or questions on Twitter, or again the phone number eight one two net ham one. But we're just about to uh, wrap things up, so uh, give us that contact information one more time, Nathan. 
So again, my, my email address is Nathan, N-A-T-H-A-N, dot Nixon, N-I-X-O-N, at itcaonline.com. And the second half of that is I as in Ida, T as in Tom, C as in Charles, A as in Adam, uh, online.com. And then, of course, we have our, our Facebook page, which is uh, NTARA hyphen National Tribal Amateur Radio Association on Facebook and at National Tribal Ham and National is abbreviated N-A-T-L on Twitter. And then on QRZ, they can look us up at W7NTV. All right. All great ways to get a hold of the National Tribal Amateur Radio Association. And I uh, want to thank you for all of your uh, work that you do uh, in the emergency management mode and uh, your work uh, in uh, law enforcement previously and uh, all the work that you're doing with NTARA. And I uh, wish you a lot of luck. And uh, hopefully uh, this will get some more people involved with the uh, NTARA. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. I'd like to thank my guest, Nathan Nixon, N7NAN, and all the callers and listeners out there in cyberspace, and invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when Valerie Hotzfeld, NV9L, will be here to share uh, some of her ideas on DXing and analyzing your contest logs. Uh, For a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Thank you.